I'm Mike Vardy. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. And this is the Productivityist Podcast. Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. I am your host, Mike Vardy, and this week on the show, we are going to talk about the power of journaling. If you've been following my work for a while, either here through the podcast or at Productivityist.com, you know that I'm a big fan of journaling. I think it's one of the best things you can do to help speed up that review process that's so critical to your productivity. And Zachary Sexton and I talk about the power of journaling in this episode. Of course, there is more to this that we talk about, and that's available to our Patreon supporters. I'll get to that as we wrap up the show, but let's just get into things right now. Here is my conversation with Zachary Sexton on the power of journaling here on the Productivities Podcast. Enjoy. Zachary Sexton joins me here on the podcast today. Thanks for joining me, Zachary. Hey. Sounds weird to call you Zachary. Can I just call you Zach? You can call me Zach. I I, I go with Zachary when typing because there's no chance of misspelling it, but I'm a -A Z-A-C-K-er. Right. So that's, that's why I don't uh, use it in, in, in the letters. See, see yeah, for I me, go when, when I go, like, so people call me Michael, it's like I feel like I'm in trouble. I would think that Zachary <laughs> is like, Zachary, you're like, what? What'd I do? Whereas Zach's like, hey, Zach's like, hey, how's it going? Like, that's hey. how I think that would go down. It's close enough. Close <laughs> enough. Oh, my buddies, we've, we've hung out for the last, gosh, what, two and a half or so years in, in the productivity yeah, space? Easily, easily, because, I mean, there's, I mean, the the space is the great thing about the productivity space is when you're in it and you've got you know the um, you know you've been doing it for a while is that everyone kind of comes across each other's paths at some time or another, and we first met at uh, the World Domination Summit of all things, right? 
Absolutely. Yeah, that's where you meet, I think, half your guests. I've been binge listening to your podcast. Well, we've been at World Domination It's where you wind up. I mean, that's why I go every year just to meet podcast guests. Um, but today, we're, I want to dive into something that's near and dear to both our hearts. In fact, one of the things that, that you know I, I make sure that I bring up um, when I talk about this is that there's an episode on another podcast that I really enjoy called The Fizzle Show, where they talk about journaling. And I was on that show with my friend Sean Blanc, who is also going to be on the show coming up very soon uh, as a repeat guest. But I want to talk about journaling with you because I know that that's something you're really passionate about. Why Why do you, just to get things kicked off, why do you journal? I kind of want to ask you the same question because when I first heard about journaling, I assumed it was something that teenage girls did to express their emotions or their feelings. And I, it wasn't something that, that I was drawn to. I know a lot of people where, um, where I used to work at Asian Efficiency and, and kind of in the circles that I run in hear journaling and they're really drawn to it. I never was. So um, I, I want to hear why you uh, what got you started journaling. What are some of the big benefits that you thought you would get, and then maybe what are some of the benefits that you've been getting? Because I definitely have a long list of my own. Well, one of the reasons that I, I started was I. This is back when I was doing getting things done. Um, is I really struggled with doing the review and. I wasn't alone in that. I, I still hear a lot of people that have that are either using GTD or, or left GTD behind, like I did, um, that were really struggling with with the idea of keeping up with a weekly review. Uh, and so, I felt that one of the things I could do in order to kind of take stock of the day and keep tabs on where I was, and I kind of looked at this as like the Star Trek, you know, the the, the captain's log. I actually call mine the daily log, and that's what we call it in now your method is to do the daily log, which is, you know, it's kind of like, again, when any of the Star uh, Starship Enterprise captains would say, here's where we were, here's where we are now, and here's where we're going. And that's kind of how I modeled my journaling. It's like, here's what happened, here's where I was when I started the day, or even before that, if I'm doing some deeper recollection. Here's where I am now, and here's where I'm going. And it kind of you know, allowed me to, when I went back and actually did a, a rapid review, which is something I do every two weeks, I was able to read my journal entries and see, oh, well, this is where I started two weeks ago, and this is where I am now. How did I get here? And it allows me to kind of course correct along the way, too. Journaling, because I would do it every day, would allow me to, like, make quick changes so I wouldn't veer too far off course. Um, once I got around the same thing you were discussing, which is the idea of, oh, my God, this is something that, you know, my daughter should be doing, to, you know, <laughs> in terms of diarizing and stuff like that. As soon as I kind of, you know, came to grips with, you know, the idea that it wasn't just for teenage girls or it wasn't just for, you know, people who are, um, you know, trying to do a travel log or whatever. When I realized that, you know, we do journal every day if we're using Facebook, we just journal for the entire world. Why wouldn't it be worthwhile for me to do it for myself? And so for me, that was that was the big turning point. It's why I've kept it up. And and there's some tricks that I use. You know, I mean, I take a I use day one for journaling, as many of my listeners know. So I take a picture with every journal entry to kind of act as a trigger in case the day goes crazy. And I only have five minutes, let's say, at the end of the day to do it. Um, the other thing I found it does is it actually helps me sleep better, Zach, because I'm emptying my brain out at the end of the day. So I'm not having these lingering thoughts. Plus, it helps set up my evening routine so that it's actually the closing. Well, it's, it's like the second thing before I, I wrap up my day. 
but it, it kind of triggers what I'm going to do the next day. So when I wake up the next morning and I'm a bit of a zombie, at least my, you know, I've got a sense of what I should be doing to start off the day as opposed to flying blind. What about you though? Yeah. Uh, I eventually got to where you're at with the, the captain's log and I've never heard that analogy before, but I really like it. And it makes sense with the book recommendations you've given me in the past. I eventually got to that point. I think it it helped with my still a practicer of of, of getting things done. Of course, as most people, you, you make the system your own. So I'm sure it's not to the T of, of what Mr. Allen would, would have prescribed. But it it did eventually lead to a basically it, it was a it was a bucket that I put down to make sure that I didn't miss anything. And oftentimes when I write these logs, I'll I'll be like, oh man, yeah, I got to set that calendar appointment, or oh boy, I I, I need to uh, follow up with that person, or this is the most important thing that I've got to do tomorrow. Let's make sure that happens and and schedule some time for it in the morning. So I definitely got those benefits that you got with 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 basically having it as a intermediate review in between your weekly or biweekly or monthly or however often you 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 give maintenance to your overall product productivity system. But it actually started a little simpler than that. It was something that I used to prompt myself to either start a new behavior or think about a a problem that I was trying to solve. And I I got this idea from somebody on the Asian efficiency team, no longer on the team, but Aaron Lin. He wrote this article on how he journaled. And it basically was a systems improvement journal. He would ask himself, like, you know, what went well today? What didn't go well today? Um, How could I have improved? What was something that I would have done differently? Series of just prompts that, that gets him thinking about how can I make little improvements to my life every single day? And that idea resonated with me. That wasn't writing my feelings down. That wasn't giving a log, which seems like, well, why, why do I need a log of the day? I already lived it. You know, there's, there's no point in, in having that. So having those questions that I answered allowed me to make little improvements. And what I really love about having a journaling habit is it can act as a almost a meta habit where if I want to start doing something new, I can just put an extra prompt in my journal and my questions right now are, you know, what are the most important tasks for the day? So I, I definitely use it as a daily planning tool. Um, another one just to kind of keep some top of aware, top of mind awareness on my beautiful now fiance. We were, we were just girlfriends and boyfriends mm-hmm. last time we saw each other. Nikita, I just asked myself, how is she amazing? Um, what did I learn and read? This is one that I never miss. Um, because I, everybody learns something during the day and especially people like you and I were on the computer a little bit more during the day, you're going to come across a neat fact, an interesting piece of information. So I always put that one in there, tracking energy levels, tracking exercise, tracking sleep, just anything that you want to give a little bit more awareness to prompt yourself with a question to do it. Um, and then where your, your log comes in, which I've, I've actually found has, as much, if not more, benefit, I started saying, what was I focused on during the morning, during the day, and during mm-hmm. the night? And I always fill that log in uh, after my morning ritual. And then, like yourself, at, towards the end of the day, if I don't get to it at the end of the day, I start my day by by doing a, a, a quick review, which allows me to um, see if there was any open loops that I needed to take care of. But again, if you close those loops before bedtime, you're definitely going to be able to fall asleep a little bit more easily. Why did you 
it's one of the things that I didn't do, and I know some people like to this. Why did you set it up with so much structure? Or and I say so much because it's much for me. But do you think that was one of the things you needed to have in place in order to really make the habit stick? I think so. I, I think now, if I just had a blank uh, piece of paper or a, a blank OneNote, or I, I do mine in Evernote. And I'm actually curious before I answer that question. Sure. When you when you have your OneNote. Do you have multiple entries throughout the day, or do you try to get it all on one OneNote for each you day? You mean in day one, right? Oh, um, sorry. That's one, okay. Yeah. That's okay. Because you can use OneNote for journaling, too. Uh, I, only oh, do one, I only do one entry per day. Okay. And, and then you and, go and back so and edit I, I'll go entry. back and edit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I used day one over the summer, and I really liked it. And it was the summer where Nikita and I were on the road for about three months. And I figured it would be easier for me to enter into day one uh, via the mobile app. The mobile app's a lot better than the Evernote app. And I really liked the picture part. And I really liked when, whenever you had an entry, it says where you are and the, and the temperature and all this cool information that gets automatically put into there. But what I didn't like is there was a little bit of friction editing the note you had to like click edit each time and i like i like with evernote you, you're able to just start typing in there whenever you want to and you don't have to click edit and then start typing so that one little bit i emailed mm. them saying, hey that's my sticking point sorry i can't keep using your app but i really like everything else um because i didn't want to have multiple entries during each day i just wanted each day to sort of live in its own little little box um but your your question about the prompts um, yeah, I don't think I would have known what to say or or what to put in there. And the fact that there's just a question, what did I learn? Okay. Oh, I learned this cool new technique to edit video. I'm going to type, I'm going to write about that. Um, and, or, or what did I do for exercise? Oh crap. I didn't exercise. Let me, you know, go out and run around the block or something. Um, those, those seem to get words out of me and that helped me build the habit. So let's talk about the idea of, you know, I want to dive a bit into the, the, how journaling kind of ties into, and you mentioned this, the whole like monthly theming stuff, right? We were talked about this a little bit before. Um, do you find that, that journaling keeps you on tap, like keeps you going with whatever and keeps you pulled back towards these monthly themes that you create? I know it does for me and I know it does for my daily themes as well. And if so, like, does it help you also come up with the changes you might need to make to themes that you may have already set? Like, how does that, how do they, how does that inform uh, one another? That's uh, a good question. I don't think my daily review makes sure that I'm on point for my monthly theme. I could probably put a prompt in there if I was, it was really needed to focus in, okay, this month is all about content. This month is all about coaching. This month's all about X, Y, Z. I could put a prompt in my daily journal that says, uh, you know, how are your actions aligned with your daily, uh, with your rather uh, monthly theme? So I could do it. I don't currently do it. However, with my weekly journaling review, um, I do prompt myself to think of the three major goals that I want to have for the week. So I, I steal the idea from um, uh, that um, agile, not agile development. Um, Is it the agile way? Yeah, yeah, the agile way. Yeah, JD Myers so they, stuff. Yeah, JD Myers book. The, yeah, the agile way, which haven't read it in a long, very long time. Obviously, if I can't remember the name, but the one thing that stuck with me was deciding your three most important tasks for each day and three most important tasks for 
the overarching task for the week. I, I really like that idea. And when I am deciding the the three tasks for the week, I look at my, I reflect on, okay, what's the focus this month? Um, what's the focus this quarter? And let's make sure those things that I want to get done are aligned with those. And I typically break those three things down and, and that's what makes up my, my daily tasks. Excellent. Excellent. So let's talk a bit deeper about the, the power of, of, of what journaling does for you. How long have you been journaling for, you said? I can't remember. Uh, a little over two years. Okay. And what's changed over those two years? Well, the questions constantly change or more. I wouldn't say constantly. Usually the same set of questions unchanged last for about two months, and mm-hmm. then I'll I'll to either take one away or add one to it. So the questions have have morphed over the the months and, and the years of, of doing this. Okay. Uh, platforms? Platforms? Did you, did platforms? You... The only thing that changed was that one summer that I mentioned I uh, used day one. Right. And, but no paper? Uh, None of that? I've never, I've never done it on paper. I think one time when I was 15... I was in on a study abroad in in Sardinia, Italy, and mm-hmm. I tried doing a paper one. I think it lasted three days. So, so no. no, no paper. Okay. And do you ever go back? Like I know you review your journal, but do you do like what I do every year? Is at the end of every year, I go back and I read my journal from page one to page three sixty five. Do you do the same thing? I do. Yeah, I, tr- I, I spend a day and and just look over the whole thing. I actually copy what uh, b- a former business partner at Asian Efficiency Tan Fam does is um is is take all of that information by sitting down and reading through it all and try to distill the the year down into a word uh and and just like okay 2015 was growth 2016 you know is is going to be what 2014 was change so um, th- that's a, a annual practice that I do have. And if someone's going to start journaling, like, I mean, where where do you think they should start? Because, and I want to dive into a bit of a deeper review model as we go in here too, but I mean, where, if they're struggling with starting, where do you think that they should begin that process? If somebody wants to journal, make sure that that's the thing that you're focusing on the moment because you and I both know that when you try to start two, three, four, six, nine habits at one time, it generally never ends up well. So make sure that's that's your focus at least for uh, a month or so. It, it can't be start uh, beginning of uh, 2017 or beginning if, if people follow how you schedule your year, beginning mm-hmm. of, uh, of September, um, decide, okay, I'm going to start working out, I'm going to start journaling, I'm going to start meditating, I'm going to start all of these things, which are all great things to do, but each one of those things does take willpower to enact. So I, I would say first, make sure that you're, you're not trying to juggle a bunch of things and just add journaling to the list because it's something that will take a little bit of willpower until it becomes automatic. So that would be the first thing I would say. Second is why do you want to journal? 
there, there are many, many benefits of journaling. There's the reflection, there's the review, there's the capture that we were both talking about earlier. There is the idea of coming back at the end of the year and synthesizing all that information. There is just the reminders that if you're if you're going back at the end of the day and writing everything down, you're like, oh yeah, I need to do that. Or like the prompts that I use that reminds you to take a certain action. The prompt that says, what did I do for exercise today? Prompts me to think about what I'm going to do for exercise today because I'm in between gyms. I'm not training for anything in particular. I need to have something to remind me. Or if it's focus, uh, I know a lot of times uh, when I'm entering in my, my journal, I'll be like, whoa, okay, that last two hours slipped away from me. How can I, how can I re-engage and, and start doing what I need to be doing? Uh, to get to the goals that I want to be getting to. So decide what that is and then use a structure that will do that. So if if you really just want to help with capture, just like like uh, you have or a piece of what I have, just start writing the log and and letting you know just letting yourself know what happened that day and and the good, the bad, the ugly, just whatever you want blank sheet. If you do want to have it, or a, a reminder or, or, or something that will help um, prompt different actions, then think of a few questions that you would like to ask yourself that would prompt you to take those actions. Um, and I guess from there, decide, you know, are you a digital guy or, or girl or paper-based and whatever feels best, whatever feels easiest for you. The reason I went digital is just because I know it could be there. It's, it's very easy to do. I can do it on my phone as well. Um, I've got terrible handwriting. <laughs> I can type relatively <laughs> fast. Um, and, and a big reason in all these prompts, I don't type out all these prompts every time, is I use Text Expander, which is, I, I imagine most of the people in your audience know, but a, a software that you can get on your Mac, and, and now PC, I understand, that you type in a shortcut and it expands out into whatever you want, a right. bunch of words, some pictures, some links, whatever you want. And that that honestly is probably the biggest reason I didn't go paper is because I didn't want to rewrite all those questions every time, but I knew I could use the text expander software to prompt all those questions. I also use text expander to date every single note. Um, so I, I have a, a note in Evernote that I, I that says at journaling, and I, I create a new note in there every day. And the, the title of the note is the day, the date, and then the week of the year. Um, and I, I use Text Expander to pop that in there. And then I go down, press tab, go down and press text ex another Text Expander um, that that has all those prompts on there. So all I have to do is, is like five keystrokes and I've got my whole journaling page ready to be filled in. And do I fill in every one every day? No, I don't. But um, I make sure that, that something gets in there every day. And it's amazing how just a little, like sometimes a sentence will bring you back and, and a flood of memories will come in. I, I know when we we're doing the traveling, I, I looked over those uh, those day one entries. And sometimes I, I had like two sentences in there, but it totally reminded me, oh, we were at that campground and we had that for dinner. And um, granted, it was only a year and a half ago. So those memories haven't completely faded yet, but it's really nice. It, it almost feels like you just have this magic power to to go back in time and, and see what you were doing at that point. And the longer you have it, the, the bigger archive you have of, of going back and seeing, oh, what was going on back there? Or sometimes you might misremember something. Um, an example that I'm writing an article on, on actually how I, I journal, which I now have a deadline, <laughs> November 14th, <laughs> so you can put it in the show notes. Uh, and, and I was telling a story about, again, because I love to talk about her, my fiance, Nikita, 
Oh, she's like, man, the beginning of this year is so tough. Uh, it was so much better last year. And my memory was, no, it wasn't. It was, <laughs> it mm-hmm. was pretty significantly worse the year before. Um, but I didn't say anything because I know that she wasn't looking for um, somebody, a fact checker. She was just looking for somebody to to have some empathy with and 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 um, and and support and and whatnot. So I did that. Uh, but then it got me curious. It's like, it, who is wrong here? You know, who is misremembering? So I I go back. It's just scroll back and Evernote, and I probably could have done a search as well. And, um, and I look and I see that entire first month of school, she is not getting home till well after dark. She's, there's all these problems that were going on and I, I wrote about them. Um, is, are those things that I wrote in my, in my log hundred percent accurate? Well, probably not, but it's Zach of, of last year. He was only a day away from the events or it was actually happened that day where, where me, you know, it's like, it's. 12, 13 months ago. I don't quite remember. I don't have a the best memory on what would have been happening. So having more accurate information that you could then go back and look on and then make decisions based off. So maybe, I, I, I don't know, but Nikita is thinking that her school keeps on getting worse and worse and worse. She might want to leave and find another school to work for when in actuality it's, it's getting better and better. Well, maybe not. So you can use that, that archive to help make you make decisions. And the longer you have it going, the, the more um, you could look back and review and reflect, especially those synthesized. I don't know how you do your annual review, but those synthesized weekly ones for me um, help me get a snapshot, just look at 50 or so little, little notes, and um, you could really see what a year was about. Did you ever try the five-minute journal? I know that's a popular one. I have the app. I, I never bought the. Obviously, you never bought the paper. Did you ever try that, or do you just take some of the strategies that are maybe in it? Because I know. I mean, I'll share some stuff in the show notes of how some people do actually use it. Um, but have you ever have you ever like looked at that and, and thought about that, or is it more you you know kind of taken the best of each practice and kind of combined it and made it your own? I have, and and I actually think my practice is is pretty similar mm-hmm. to five year. It, it, it seems it, like uh, that. Yeah. And and I did for a time, that's reminded me, um, have a prompt that, that was, what was I grateful for? What are some things that I'm, I'm grateful for? Um, and that's just an awareness practice, and that's just directing your attention. Um, so this is something I, Nikita had been wanting to journal for a very long time um, and never really found the practice. So what we did is, in part of our morning ritual, for the six months until the book got filled up. Mm-hmm. Um, we, um, we did it together and I would, I would, um, say what my thoughts were and she would just get, be getting ready for school because she has to go to school at, at an ungodly hour. Um, she would just tell me what her thoughts were and I would transcribe them and, and write them down. It was a really nice practice for, for the time we were doing it. Do you ever recite your entries? Like I do that a lot. So for example, in day one, it doesn't matter what app, you could use Evernote, whatever. I actually recite my entries a lot, especially near the end of the day when I'm feeling kind of burnt out and tired. Um, Mm. You know, have you ever done that? Or I guess it would kind of mess up with your template in a lot of ways. Say it again, recite them? Yeah, like actually actually speak it voice to text. Oh, um, no, I haven't. Although I could, because I, all I would do is just click on that point where what was I focused on? And I would yep. say, first I did this, then I did this, then I did this. Although I find that when I'm writing, I, it actually makes me slow down and think about what I actually did. And I remember a little bit more. So I'm not quite sure. But yeah, I, I have that hack in, um, uh, in Apple where I just type in the 
FN, FN twice, and I mm-hmm. it can it pretty much as good as Dragon Dictate, I think, at this point. And the iOS Dictate is getting a lot quicker, too. Um, so, oh, I, actually, I learned a, a great hack if you want to dictate your your notes into Evernote. Well, mm-hmm. one, you could just record. Yeah, an the, audio note. Um, the, uh, an audio note, which works, but I feel like text is a lot better for review. You're not as likely to go back and listen to a bunch of notes. Yeah. Uh, but you just use the uh, the the te- the audio to text function on your iPhone if you're an iPhone user, which you, I don't know. I yeah. Don't oh, I am. I am. I, I, some of my audience members won't be, but if you're using uh, iOS, this is a good tip for you. There is there is probably a you know text audio for Android devices I would assume but you just it's right next to the space bar you click it there and you can it's amazing it transcribes very 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 well I learned that from a Evernote expert in Austin Texas Stacy Harmon and uh, geeked out about that when I when I found that because it, it it's a it's nice you know if you want to go for a walk or if you're maybe drafting up an article and you want to get a lot of ideas out I think that could be a, a really nice hack to do that whether it's journaling or um, for some other purpose. So let's talk about how you actually review your journal because we talked about you know the idea of let's let's get the uh, you know let, 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 let's look at long far reaching goals let's look at the format the platforms that we use but and let's look at you know we talked about the yearly review and all that but how do you like how do you keep tabs how do you review the, the journal so that it, it sticks and it stays and stays with you so that you actually are moving forward in the direction you want to yeah, it, it was something I sucked at for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> and I used external accountability to help me out with that. And now I'm I'm actually quite good at reviewing my journal because I know there's people out there that are waiting for me to re- review my journal. And the way I set this up is with a free service out there called Tiny Letter. I, I believe MailChimp owns it, which is a, mm-hmm. another big email service provider. And what you can do is you can sign up for a free account, up to 5,000 people, and uh, and send out a newsletter for to, to anybody who, who either wants to subscribe or you can put people on the list if you have their permission to do so. So I started with just a few family and, and friends that I said, hey, I've been really trying to review my journal on a regular basis, and I never do it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to look through all my journal notes and find the three most interesting things, either health or productivity or fitness or whatever I, I find the most interesting. And I'm going to put it in there and write it up a little bit, maybe add an image or, or send a link to a resource or a tool that, that I think is interesting and send it out once a week. Do you want to get that email? And, and the four or five people that originally started said, yeah, that would be fun. Um, I'll, I'll do that. And I think I must have mentioned it on the podcast um, and maybe in an article at Asian Efficiency, because now there's a couple hundred people who get that email. That's great. And I've, had, I've only had one unsubscribe. I don't wonder who that person is. Actually, I don't you know You'll have who to that find was. them. You'll have to find yeah, them. Yeah, track, track them down. Them down. Um, I think it's like an 86% open rate. Pretty good. So people who, who subscribe either know me or like what I'm putting into that, that weekly review. So the more I talk about it, the more accountability I have towards doing this. So I, and I, my, my only thing is I need to look through all the learnings and decide which are interesting and fully flesh out those ideas too. I, I find a lot of times that, that writing or, or speaking about things helps you develop the idea further in, in your own mind. So, so the material will, will be ingrained deeper. But when that happens, I inevitably look over the 
the week and then I inevitably fill in some of my priorities and, and some of the improvements, some of the aha moments that I've had, some of the whoa moments that I've had during the week and, and it happens and it just, it forced that external accountability knowing that a couple hundred people are going to be like, haha, Zach didn't do it this week is enough to get me to do it. I'm, I'd say I'm over 90%. I'm not a hundred percent. I do miss weeks every once in a while, but, um, that, that's, that's really helped me out. So if you, that's a, a hack that you can do, if, if you want to review, you're already journaling and you want to review it, uh, you can, you can ask your, your wife or, or your, your friend or a journaling buddy or whoever to be your external accountability and, and do the, the weekly learning. Excellent. Well, that about does it for this uh, this episode. You've given us a lot to think about, Zach. Um, you know, I encourage everybody that's uh, checked out the, to check out your you know your your weekly learnings. Um, but where else can they find you online so that they can learn more about you and, and keep tabs on your journey? Maybe even journal about it along the way. Maybe they have a special entry at the bottom saying what Zach is up to, and then they can just write that in the bottom. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, if you want to do follow along with the, the weekly learnings, I don't think it's posted publicly right now, but the URL is still alive. If you go to ZacharySexton.com forward slash newsletter, you can see that. Um, otherwise, I I hang out on Twitter probably a little bit too often at ZWSexton. Um, and, and that's about it. At ZWSextonPix is my Instagram, but I'll be, uh, probably guest posting around the internet and, and writing a little bit more on my own blog, ZacharySexton.com. So if people want to check it out there, they can. Awesome. Thanks so much for the time today, uh, Zach. It's great always, as usual, talking to you. And, uh, we will, uh, chat to you again soon. Absolutely. Look forward to it. And that, my friends, is all she wrote for this episode, but not for your journal entries, hopefully. I hope you're going to get started doing that. If you're not already doing journaling, there's tons of options out there. We went over them during this episode. Thanks to Zachary for joining me on the episode this week. You can look at all the links and all the things we discussed in the show notes, which are available at the blog post, on the Productivityist website, or in your podcast player that you're using, whether it's iTunes, like the podcasts app on your iPhone, whether it's Overcast, whatever you're using, uh, or on your Android device, uh, check out the show notes there. There's a lot that we had to offer in this episode, but there's even more that we had to offer over at the Patreon edition of this episode. In fact, every single week, you won't just get additional content in the weekly episode, but you'll get a bonus episode as well, where I go over some of the finer points of productivity and get a little bit more personal with that. So head over to patreon.com slash productivity to learn more about that, as well as the perks that you can receive which go all the way up to getting a personal one-to-one productivity coaching session with me every single month. So check that out at patreon.com slash productivityist. Big thanks to John Polster for producing this week's episode of the podcast, as well as all of the prior episodes that he's been part of. Thanks to all of you for listening. I'll be back next week with a shiny new episode of the show. But until then, this is Mike Vardy, the founder of Productivityist and host of the Productivityist podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going. (laughs) 